0: all right ladies and gentlemen you are locked on falcons i'm your host aaron freeman and today steve weiss drops some knowledge on how the falcons can create cap space including giving out extensions to grady jarrett jake matthews matt ryan who's getting paid and who's not you are locked on falcons your daily atlanta falcons podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day So guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at falcfans.com, RIP, still going strong on Twitter, at Falcfans, and of course, the host of this preeminent Lockdown Falcons podcast, or daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, before we get into today's topic, talking all about the Falcons salary cap situation and some uh, nuggets of information that Steve Weiss dropped on the NFL Network on Monday. I want to thank everybody that makes Lockdown Falcons their first listen each and every day. Of course, Lockdown Falcons is free and available on a variety of podcast platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Google, Spotify, as well as on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Falcons YouTube channel. And give us a like when you do give us a comment as well. So I was all planned and geared up to talk about cap cuts and that the Falcons may be interested in in three cone times and their importance to certain positions at the combine this week. But fortunately, Steve Weiss gave me something a little bit meatier to chew on on the NFL network, uh, discussing ways that the Falcons can free up their cap space And let's just sort of go through the bullet points that he had. He talked about Cordero Patterson being a player that they would love to have back. Uh, They want him to be sort of the model moving forward where guys can come in like Patterson did this past year and sign one year deals, resurrect their careers and then secure the bag a year later. And then Steve Weiss discussed other ways that the Falcons can create cap space so that they can become mid-market shoppers this off season. Uh, One of those was restructuring or extending Grady Jarrett. That's what they're planning on. That'll probably happen soon. Seemingly referring to that extension. Uh, He also mentioned possibly, if not likely trading Calvin Ridley and he restressed uh, the point that he made earlier this off season uh, that, you know, a clean break may be uh, good for both sides. Uh, Then he talked about extending Jake Matthews as someone that the Falcons like, and then he added that Matt Ryan was not necessarily going to get an extension, uh, that they do not want to extend him, but it's something that they could do if needed. Uh, They don't want to necessarily push money into future years, but that is sort of a code red option for them that they have later on. So, we'll take these uh point by point talking first about the so-called Cordero Patterson strategy of sort of signing guys on one-year deals on prove it deals and getting those guys uh to play well and then, you know, secure the bag as uh or I think he said get the bag uh, as he said it. And I think that's a viable strategy. That's a seemingly cost-effective strategy rather than handing out, you know, big guaranteed money or whatever the case may be. Uh, I think in order to the, for the Falcons to implement that strategy, though, it kind of needs to require them to have to re-sign Cordero Patterson because I think it's going to be more meaningful for impending free agents to sort of see, okay, like the Falcons paid cordero patterson not some other team that paid cordero patterson if you're going to sign with the falcons it's like yeah you play on a prove it deal and we'll take care of you the next offseason if you uh live up to those expectations and basically the falcons now have to take care of cordero patterson and this gets back into the debate that has been ongoing on this channel as well as elsewhere on whether or not the falcons will be able to keep cordero patterson uh and again Probably contrary to popular opinion, I do think the Fal- I do want the Falcons to re-sign Cordero Patterson. It also adds fuel to the fire. In, if we're taking this as their planned strategy, it adds fuel to the fire that I do think they are likely to keep him. Um, I have felt pretty fairly optimistic that the Falcons will find a way to re-sign Cordell Patterson. It's just always been a question of price point. Um, And that has been the point that, you know, everybody who has discussed this uh, and, you know, Mike Rothstein of ESPN, who just recently had Cordero Patterson on his podcast, talked about this on his podcast, uh, not directly with Cordero Patterson. uh, But, you know, that was his sort of takeaway on that. Um, And, you know, I I feel like, as I've explained before, like if if the Falcons do keep Cordero Patterson, the way I would like to see uh, it happen is sort of signing him to a multi-year contract. Uh, that does involve a raise, but it's essentially he's signed to it really breaks down to being a one year deal because um, I don't necessarily have the confidence that Cordero Patterson is going to have multiple seasons, uh, you know, moving forward uh, where he played at the same level that he played in 2021. And uh, we'll see if the Falcons sort of, you know, b- agree with that, follow suit in that. Um, or do they They feel like he's a player that they're really confident will have a repeat performance In 2022 of his 2021 season, you know, basically, as I see it, like Patterson was the team's second most effective weapon after Kyle Pitts on offense last year. But I feel like a good team on a good team, right, which, you know, is debatable if the Falcons were that. But like, I think on a playoff caliber team, he's probably more like the fourth or fifth best weapon on a team. And that's really what the Falcons are missing, you know, guys two and three or more uh, on this roster, Uh, And that's something that they'll have to work on in acquiring, but I think you should pay him like he's the fourth or fifth guy rather than the second best guy. And like the second best guy would make like seven or 8 million a year uh, while the fourth or fifth guy might make like 4 million a year or something like that. So that's kind of where I'm at uh, on Cordero Patterson and, and what he's quote unquote worth or whatever the case may be. And we'll see if the Falcons can successfully implement this strategy. You know, maybe it does mean that their free agent choices and their signings may skew a little bit older um, to get these guys that are maybe 27, 28 or older um, to sign these one-year deals, knowing that they'll still get another chance, another bite at the apple a year later, uh, which, you know, I don't generally have a problem with. You know, I'm all about just getting good players. It doesn't really matter their age. You know, ideally, you can get younger players in free agency. Ideally, you can get more 26- and 27-year-olds, um, as they typically are, free agency. But, you know, getting younger doesn't always mean success. Like that was a big selling point on why people thought the Dante Fowler move was a great move at the time because of how young he was and how much upside and potential he had. We saw that did not necessarily play out in that way, although, of course, all these concerns about age and youth and, and whatnot do not apply to James Daniels. Of course, James Daniels is the exception to that. And, you know, he is young and and a stud and he will be great in Atlanta. So hopefully, you know, this indication is not that the Falcons are looking for a left guard or, or a center or whatever case may be to sign a one year deal. And they're willing to, you know, make James Daniels the exception to the rule and sign him to a long term contract. So we'll see how that unfolds. We'll see. Um, about what else Steve Weiss was talking about in their paths to creating cap space, including restructures and or extensions for players like Grady Jarrett and, and Jake Matthews, as well as a Ridley trade as we continue today's Locked On Falcons podcast. But speaking of extensions, while the football season may be over, betting season is extended all year long at Bet Online. Uh you can bet on basketball where college and pro hoops are in full swing. We got March Madness coming up in college hoops. We got the playoff stretch in the NBA coming up. And it's not just basketball. You can also bet on hockey, boxing, UFC, all the way to your favorite Vegas casino games at betonline.net where you can find the latest odds, totals, player props, scores, podcasts, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up again at betonline.net to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's talk about the Calvin Ridley trade possibility and don't really have anything else to add in addition to what Steve Weiss said. Um, We've known for a while since Steve Weiss put it out there back at the beginning of January, nearly two months ago, that this is a possibility and, and you know, maybe even a probability at this point in time, it seems like things are headed in that direction. And again, don't really have a whole lot to add to this conversation. We'll just sort of see if if that's the direction the Falcons are heading, then so be it. That's what we'll have to live with. Again, we'll have to see the Falcons trade one of their top offensive weapons for the second offseason in a row. And ultimately, you know, that decision, that choice will be measured by what the Falcons get back via trade uh, and sort of how the Falcons choose to fill that void. In their need to find playmakers in that sort of Ridley-sized hole on their offense this offseason, and obviously we saw that was a issue for the Falcons not having that sort of reliable playmaker week in and week out throughout the 2021 season. Obviously, we had Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson certainly showing up for a number of times in a number of games. But for both of those guys, it was really kind of a handful of games where you saw them be that sort of dynamic explosive playmaker rather than that guy that can show up every single week. And that's, you know, hopefully Pitts can grow more into that player, but you want to have other playmakers come in and hopefully fill that void. So we'll just sort of see how that goes with the Falcons talking about the contract extension for potentially Grady Jarrett and Jake Matthews or restructures. You know, talking about Jake, I've been assuming all along that they would restructure his deal. But I think there is certain value to extending him. I think there's obviously uh, value to extending Grady Jarrett. That's been a topic of conversation we've been talking about for now, basically what a year now. Um, You know, the question I have for potential extensions is really a timeline based issue um, because the markets for both of those guys in terms of what premium players at their respective positions Um, Are getting paid today is significantly higher than what it was in 2018 when we gave Jake Matthews his current extension and in 2019 when we gave Grady Jarrett that extension. Jake in 2018 signed for $14.5 million a year three and a half years ago and I think that briefly made him the highest paid offensive tackle or second highest paid offensive tackle in the league at that time and now in 2022 he's the 13th highest paid offensive tackle so you you would see an extension you would imagine his market would require a a little bit of a pay bump um you know instead of 14 and a half million maybe 16 to 18 million dollars a year uh then you look at you know some older guys like david bactieri who signed for 23 million dollars a year at the age of 29 last year jake matthews is going to be age 30 this year so maybe instead of 16 to 18 million dollars you're looking at 18 to 20 Million dollars uh, in that regard, so that's a, a hefty pay increase. Uh, we've talked about Grady Jarrett's potential contract for basically the last year. Now he signed for seventeen million a year uh, in twenty nineteen, and since then, particularly over the last two years, Leonard Williams and DeForest Buckner have both signed for twenty one million dollars a year, uh, and that puts them only behind Aaron Donald's twenty two and a half million dollars a year uh, in terms of the highest paid defensive tackles in the business and you've heard this recent buzz since the Super Bowl Aaron Donald's contemplating retirement you know it feels like that's been put to bed in in recent weeks but I haven't been keeping up with it but I kind of always assumed that that was just kind of him you know, being like you know if you want me to keep playing football you got to pay me and so I would imagine him and his agent are now like look you got to make us the highest paid non quarterback in the league uh, a mark that's currently held by T.J. Watt um who's making about 28 million dollars a year so if you know Aaron Donald's you know angling for an extension uh you know in that 28 to 29 million dollars range that's kind of an upper end for where Grady Jarrett if he wants to now be the second highest paid D tackle in the league and the low end the floor for that is 21 million dollars a year and so that's a pretty significant and hefty contract that the Falcons were thinking about extending Grady Jarrett they would have to pay him and that's kind of why I'm Getting to the point of I'm a little this is probably the point that Steve Weiss brought up that I'm probably the most skeptical about in terms of getting one of these big time extensions done this offseason. It's just typically the timeline for these monster contracts, these blockbuster deals. Uh, It takes several months for these deals to get done. We've seen in the past under the previous regime where a lot of these big deals got done in the summer, not at the beginning of the offseason. Even a contract extension like Matt Ryan, which was relatively early uh, in the timeline back in 2018, that didn't happen until after the draft. So it was like two months into the offseason before they were able to get that deal done. Um, and so it would be interesting to see uh, sort of if the Falcons can sort of, sort of reverse that trend. We have Jeff Schultz on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about how the Falcons would potentially and likely punt the Grady Jarrett contract uh, extension to next offseason, uh, presumably when they would also have the flexibility after his contract expires after this season uh, to potentially tag him and then extend their negotiating window to the summer, like we saw in that 2019 year when he last signed his extension. And Jeff mentioned how, you know, the negotiation with Grady Jarrett's agent, I believe Todd France, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, he's a tough negotiator, so it'll be a tough contract next extension. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if that happens, right? Um, but you know, who knows? Like we could be looking at this regime and saying like, okay, like for other NFL teams and for the Falcons and the Thomas Dimitrov, yeah, these negotiations would take three to six months or more, uh, to get these deals done. But, you know, Terry Fontenot and company and Chris Olson, I think is their, uh, chief cap guy. Uh, you know, maybe they can get these deals done in three weeks. Uh, It's a possibility. Uh, so we'll just sort of have to see how that goes. Otherwise you're just looking at, okay, like maybe they get a deal done this summer, uh, but, you know, that's not going to help the Falcons spend money in free agency. So I look at the, the that two notion about g- extending both of these guys with a, a little bit more skepticism uh, than any of the other points. But certainly if they were to able to get a deal done with both of these guys in the next three or so weeks uh, ahead of uh, free agency, um, you know, it could save the team a considerable amount of cap space. Between the two of them, they're making about forty-seven and a half million dollars uh, towards the Falcons' twenty-twenty-two salary cap, which is twenty-three percent of their salary cap. And you know, depending on how they structure any sort of extensions that they give them, um, you know, you could realistically, you know, I you know, I, I went to overthecap.com and used their contract and salary cap calculator and, and gave Grady Jared a three-year extension averaging about $21 million a year and Jake a two-year extension, I think, averaging about $18 million a year, or whatever the case may be. And I was able to save the team roughly $20 million in cap space in 2022. Um, and so, you know, it's certainly a, a big windfall if the Falcons can pull this off. So we'll just we'll sort of see about that. Um, the other you know, big topic that Steve Weiss talked about uh, in terms of the ways the Falcons could uh, create cap space, which is sort of their emergency option, as he put it, Um, you know, their code red option was, uh, you know, not touching Matt Ryan's contract, but possibly extending him as that sort of emergency option. And, you know, that has some meaning because it could be a strong indicator, another signal that Matt Ryan's days in Atlanta are somewhat limited, and we'll get into exactly what I mean by that as we continue today's Lockdown Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug the On NFL podcast that you can find on all the same podcast platforms that you are currently listening to and or watching Lockdown Falcons, including on YouTube. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL to get all the scoop on all the stories going on around the league. And especially this week, as more and more of these rumors and, and conversations come out during Combine Week, this is the time where teams will start actually talking to folks about you know potential trades and whatnot. Uh, this is sort of that big time for the NFL. So check out Locked On NFL to get all the latest news around the league uh, in these ongoing stories. So today's episode is also brought to you by rock auto with ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer when you already have access to RockAuto.com at home or in your pocket, save time and money when using rock auto, instead of spending up to twice as much for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, just go to RockAuto.com right now and use their easy to use catalog and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do make sure you're right locked on in the, how did you hear about us box? So that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts, your car will ever need RockAuto.com. So, uh, let's talk about Matt Ryan and, um, you know, I've been assuming now for several months now that the Falcons would ultimately restructure Matt Ryan's contract this offseason not extend him this offseason mostly because I felt like the 11 million dollars in, in savings that they would probably be able to net in a restructure uh was just too easy to do. It's just money that's just hanging out there. You need to get a deal done and again because I wasn't necessarily expecting these big time extensions for players like Grady Jarrett or Jake Matthews to come anytime soon. It's like well there's 11 million dollars you know, that's ready to go that you can just, you know, pluck off the tree and that's ready to be spent uh, this off season. But there is a ticking clock on, on sort of getting any touching or reworking Matt Ryan's contract by March 19th, the Falcons are going to have to make a decision, right? And that's the day where his seven and a half million dollar roster bonus is due. Now the Falcons don't necessarily have to make a decision. And that's really the point that Steve Weiss was making uh, which is they could opt to do nothing, and they could opt to continue to make Matt Ryan the highest-paid player in NFL history as far as his cap hit in 2022, which is approaching 49 million dollars. Um, and initially, you would, you know, and I've been saying on this podcast for over a year, there's no way that Matt Ryan will play under that contract. We have many guests on the podcast come on and say there's no way that Matt Ryan's playing under that contract. But apparently, according to Steve Weish, you know, it's a possibility that the Falcons could allow Matt Ryan to play on that cap figure on, on his contract. So um, it's not completely crazy, right? Especially if you can get deals done with Jake Matthews or Grady Jarrett to free up cap space along the way. If you can create $20 million of cap space um, by restructuring the, or extending those guys or whatever the case may be, then it can leave the option open for the Falcons to not touch Matt Ryan's contract. And, you know, why wouldn't the Falcons want to touch Matt Ryan's contract? Well, as Weish put it, not to put money into future years. And there's value to that. And the reason why that's a big deal is because if the Falcons were to move on from Matt Ryan, it would be easier to move on from him as long as they can sort of not put more money on their plate in terms of dead money. And, you know, if they're vehemently against doing that, that really does present a a viable possibility, if not probability that Matt Ryan may be moved on from, as early as next season. And if you knew that Matt Ryan was going to be your quarterback in 2023, you probably would not be as concerned about moving money into that year. Right. And this has been something I've been talking about since September on this podcast. Like I don't think the Falcons know if Matt Ryan is going to be their quarterback come week one of 2023. And that's why you heard me during, what, November or early December, whenever that episode was, where I said, you know, just say no to an extension. I I said an extension was not really part of the equation moving forward. Um, And, you know, you couple that with the fact that even though we had a report, uh, you know, in Sunday morning on week 18 that Matt Ryan was going to be around for 2022, the next week, Arthur Smith, you know, pulled back, walked that back and said was not even willing to commit to Matt Ryan being the starting quarterback in week one of 2022. And if a team was planning on extending a guy, why would they be hesitant to, you know, even make a public announcement that, oh yeah, Matt Ryan's our guy this season. Right. Like that's the easiest layup that you can possibly do. If, if an extension is in the works and that's been part of the reason why I have, you know, been very skeptical of that, you know, that only adds further fuel to the fire. And I think, you know, Steve Weiss's report statement, seems to only add even further fuel uh, to this fire. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and do a victory lap or anything. Time will tell what the Falcons actually do if they wind up following what Steve Weiss is laid out here. But, you know, to me, the signs have all been pointing to the Falcons beginning the preparations for life after Matt Ryan. And there's a very real possibility that life after Matt Ryan begins in the calendar year of 2023. And what's interesting is, you know, Steve Weiss was following up on Twitter, you know, people were asking him more insights. And basically he said this uh, to uh, someone who responded to him. He said, they like Matt Ryan, plain and simple. They want to build the rest of the roster out as much as they can around him this year. So they can be as competitive as possible and also have parts in place for the next quarterback in a year or so. And so like, basically that's been what I've been saying on this podcast. The only real issue there is like, I think, the next quarterback is probably going to be acquired this offseason at some point in the draft. While other people seem to think that the Falcons will punt that decision to next year or potentially the year after. Uh, and we'll see uh, about that. But, you know, I, I think if this team is afraid to touch Matt Ryan's contract, whether that's a restructure, whether that's an extension, it's because they want to be in the best financial position uh, to potentially move on from Matt Ryan in 2023 And so limit his dead money hit in that season, um, which is currently $15.6 million. And they don't want to, if what Steve Weiss is saying is true, they don't want to move any additional money into that year um, so that they can move on from him more easily in 2023. Now, does this necessarily mean that Matt Ryan's final season, you know, 2022 is going to be Matt Ryan's final year in Atlanta? No, it doesn't definitely mean that I'll say again, I think Matt Ryan's, future in Atlanta is going to be taken a year by year basis. And if Matt Ryan performs well, if the team performs well, this upcoming season, as Steve Weiss puts it, if they can be as competitive as possible and creating all this cap space to, to go out there and spend money and be those mid market shoppers and and go out there and live the dreams that all us Twitter GMs have of signing this guy and signing that guy, whatever the case may be. And the Falcons are competitive. I think Matt Ryan will have more than a a chance of of being the Falcons quarterback come week one to 2023 and possibly beyond that. Nothing is set in stone. So we'll sort of see how it all plays out. But, and let's, let's be clear here just because Steve, why said this thing doesn't mean that all of this is true right? It's not a case of Steve, Terry Fontenot texting Steve Weiss and being like, here's our five-point plan to the offseason. Go send this out on NFL Network. You know, I, I know Steve Weiss is connected in that regard, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't getting this directly from the Falcon source. We know how tight-lipped Terry Fontenot uh, is in terms of revealing any type of uh, information about what the Falcons intend to do. So, you know, this is all source stuff. This is all people in the know and whatnot. But we know Steve Weiss is a good reporter. He's not making things up Or anything like that. So we can trust that he has reasonably reliable sources to say that, you know, at least some of what he is saying is probably part of their plan. The question is whether all of what he is saying is part of the plan. So, you know, some of you asked me on Twitter, right? You're saying, okay, he didn't mention trading Deion Jones, right? So does this mean that the Falcons won't do that? And again, I I don't know because, again, I don't think this was Terry Fontenot emailing or texting Steve Weiss exactly what they were planning on doing this offseason. So trading Deion Jones could be part of the plan. It might not be part of the plan, but it goes back to something we've talked about before on the podcast uh, where I think whether or not the Falcons move on from Deion Jones is heavily dependent on what happens in free agency before Yaluakun and or the rest of the linebacker position. Do they retain do they go out there and sign someone like a Rashawn Evans or Jayon Brown, two players that Dean Pease is familiar with from his days in Tennessee that are free agents that you would argue uh, could be perfect replacements for Foye Oluwakun, um should he walk out the door and or potential addition to the roster uh, should they decide to move on from Deion Jones as well. So I feel like until the Falcons get that middle linebacker position settled, they will not make any significant moves revolving, Deion Jones and truth be told, and this may be just me speculating right now, you know, the Deion Jones trade may not happen until draft night, right? Like that's not something that unlike um, some of these other, well, I mean, technically I guess Deion Jones has like a roster bonus due like on March 21st. So I guess they do have a time frame in which they need to get something done with him to maximize their cap savings. But um, you know, it is something that the, the Falcons may hold off to until draft night. So, just something out there that we'll, we'll just sort of see how it goes. So, you know, I think all in all, this, the long story short is, you know, the Falcons are in a decent situation cap wise. Again, people have been painting very dire situations about their salary cap space, they are currently listed, according to OverTheCap.com, as over I think about seven point three million dollars over the salary cap. So they do have moves that they have to make in order to get under the salary cap. They do have to make additional moves in order to clear up cap space to be those mid market shoppers. But trading Ridley, uh, extending both Grady Jarrett and Jake Matthews, you know, you're potentially. Uh, creating upwards of $30 million in salary cap space, which would put them more than enough under the salary cap in addition to potential cap cuts or trades of players like Tyler Davidson, Mike Davis, or Kendall Sheffield. Uh, And, you know, again, the Dion Jones deal, uh, adds you know, nine or so million dollars. So we're, we're talking about close to 50 million dollars in terms of cap space that the Falcons are potentially playing with. So it goes back to the conversation we had, you know, the other day on the podcast where I, I think I said the number was 60 million dollars and that was including the uh, 11 million dollars uh, that involves, you know, uh, restructuring Matt Ryan. So it's like one of those things. This is why you constantly hear me say the salary cap is a lie, guys. It's not because the salary cap doesn't exist. It it doesn't mean that there aren't consequences to certain actions in regards to the salary cap, but it's meant to basically mean that the salary cap can be manipulated in a multitude of ways. And the only thing that's really stopping teams from spending money is their own sort of hesitance or whatever you want to call it. Uh, So basically, people need to stop thinking about the salary cap as this impenetrable brick wall and more as I've often termed it as a speed bump. So, um, you know, we'll see how this unfolds. Obviously we have a little more than two weeks before, I guess, you know, you know I'm, as I said, three weeks, but yeah, you know, I'm not doing the math in my head. It's actually a little more than two weeks away uh, before we approach free agency. And so we'll keep you, you know, geared up on all the latest goings on. We should have a guest on uh, Mike Rothstein, Uh, Should be on tomorrow to talk a little bit more about the Falcons offseason plans as well as we should be hearing from the Falcons uh, general manager, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. On Tuesday afternoon at the Combine, uh, we'll see what, you know, information we can glean from them. We know that they tend to be very tight-lipped, so I'm not expecting them to review any, you know, groundbreaking stuff. But we'll sort of pick Mike's brain on that uh, on tomorrow's episode is the plan right now. And then, you know, maybe we can revisit the three-cone stuff a little bit later in the week and have more Combine coverage as this week unfolds. So, uh, you know, make sure you stay tuned to the Locked On Falcons. Make sure you stay tuned to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast who's going to have this combine who you know who's raising their stock who's lowering their stock all the various co- topics and conversations that emerge from this next you know week and a half through the 7th of, of March uh, in terms of this combine and so we'll just sort of have to see how that all breaks down and of course you can find locked on NFL draft on all the same podcast platforms that you can find locked on Falcons including on YouTube so guys that's going to do it for us here if you have any questions any more things that you want to pick my brain on in terms of the Falcons salary cap situation. Of course, you can always hit me up on Twitter at lockdown Falcons, Facebook at lockdown Falcons. You can send an email to lockdown Falcons at mail.com. Or of course you can leave a comment here on the lockdown Falcons YouTube channel. So guys appreciate it uh, until then.